Hello, and welcome to Talking Opinions. I am your host, Anthony Livingston Hall. I gather some of you are still reflecting on last week's episode on the antic relationship between evangelical Christians and Jews. That's why I was reluctant to present yet another episode on a religious topic. But the devil made me do it. <laughs> no, seriously, I beg your indulgence. Besides, this is supposed to be Holy Week. As many of you know by now, I grew up as the son of an evangelical preacher man. But it probably says more about my academic nature than the Holy Spirit that I found so many things dispiriting about this. And nothing was more so than having to listen to the same sermon over and over again, knowing full well that my daddy expected me to be moved by the Holy Spirit anew each time. In fact, by the time I was ten, my mind, body, and soul had become wholly inured to, and I quote, inspired sermons, end quote, from the pulpit. And trust me, if you find yourself parroting them verbatim from your pew, Yours have become too. Indeed, only the wife of a bloviating and vainglorious politician can possibly relate. Yet I never grew tired of the rituals that attended the Easter season. Truth be told, I could never disguise the spirit of suspended animation that got me through it all. This even as others affected the countenance each occasion warranted, that is, by being maudlin on Good Friday, to mourn the crucifixion of Jesus Christ, and joyous on Easter Sunday, to celebrate his resurrection. Mind you, my animated countenance was due entirely to the anticipation of what fun Easter Monday would bring, as the first beach holiday of the year in the Caribbean Commonwealth. But, oh, the guilt I suffered for supplanting religious pathos with this hedonistic anticipation. But, thank God I figured out, before my puberty was in full bloom, that he will forgive me, not only for my sinful thoughts, but also for the diabolical pleasure I derived from playing one of the soldiers who flogged Jesus Christ as he crawled his way to Golgotha in the passion plays our church performed every Easter. Which brings me to the essence of this Good Friday sermon. I address it particularly to Christian parents who forced their children to attend all manner of church services, just as my parents did when I was a child. 
God will forgive the little children for not getting all worked up each year to pay scripted homage to his son's crucifixion and resurrection. He will even forgive them for not writhing with the Holy Spirit on cue at revivals, at which it seems the only souls that ever need saving are those of mischievous children, not those of sinful adults. Above all, God will not ruin their lives if the only spirit that moves them at Easter time is the one they hope will get them to the beach on Easter Monday. And all the people said, Amen. Of course, with COVID lockdowns still in effect in so many places, chances are there will be no church today to mourn his crucifixion or on Sunday to hail his resurrection. Alas, this means no beach on Monday to wash away those rituals. As my mummy used to say, when she was being playfully cruel, the Lord giveth, and the Lord taketh away. But if you really must wallow in the macabre passions of this season, I suggest you watch Mel Gibson's The Passion of the Christ, because, more than any sermon or play, this movie will evoke the funereal emotions and convey in refreshing and entertaining fashion the expiatory significance of these familiar words. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Even with the little I've shared today, it will probably come as no surprise to hear that the elders of my church damned me to hell long ago for being a, and I quote, backsliding reprobate, and quote. <laughs> but I respectfully submit that this had more to do with the Pharisaic standards that govern conduct in most churches than with any unpardonable sin I may have committed. Frankly, I believe it is duly recorded on God's heavenly scroll that I am more spiritual and live a more Christ-like life than most of the Tartuffes who bored me to distraction with their sermons when I was a little boy. But is there any wonder news broke this week that people are abandoning churches en masse? I mean, Catholic bishops have allowed their churches to become little more than plucking grounds for pedophile priests. Evangelical leaders have forsaken God for a two-legged orange calf named Donald J. Trump, and televangelists of all stripes have fleeced their flock 
as brazenly as three Monte hustlers used to fleece tourists. Organized religion seems little more these days than a degenerate, disgraceful, dystopian enterprise. So why would anyone in their right mind want to remain a member? I say the golden rule is all you need. Just do to others as you would have others do to you. It is sourced to the Bible, but with a hat tip to Thomas Paine, it is really just common sense. Still, life would be so much better if you also heed this Shakespearean advice. To thine own self, be true. That's it. Thank you for listening, and until the next Talking Opinions, goodbye.